This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brian Scalabrini, White Mamba, you may know him by, used to play with the Nets, the Bulls, and guess what? Uh, Also the Boston Celtics. And we bring him in on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Happy to do so as one of our Radio.com Sports Insiders, Brian Scalabrini. Brian, Thanks for a few minutes. How are you? Hi, Brian. I'm do- yeah, I'm doing well, guys. How about you? Oh, we're doing well. Doing well. Uh, I'm sure you read the comments or heard the comments by Kyrie Irving is uh, saying Giannis is getting fouled too much and slowing down the game. Uh, what, what was your feeling on that? What's he trying to do? No, I thought the officials did a great job that game. You know, I think uh, the Bucks have the right mindset. Coach Budenholzer has the right mindset. He got Giannis to pass the ball early in the clock. So when he gets it back, he's attacking secondary. The rest of the guys, he has those guys either taking the three or driving the ball. And you guys see in the NBA all year. The officials are not wavering just because it's a playoffs about not calling these fouls. If the Celtics are moving their feet, and when Giannis or whoever goes up, if they swipe down and, and make contact, it's going to be a foul. You go back and watch some of those plays. Like I said, the officials have been pretty consistent. So Celtics got to do a better job of – defending without fouling if they want to have any chance of beating this team. Because, once again, Budenholzer and the Bucks they figured it out. Drive the basketball, attack the rim, force rotation, and then get, get wide-open shots. I think it's amazing to see how the Bucks have responded in Game 2 and then especially on the road in Game 3 because, you know, with these seven-game series, it's a lot of up and down and up and down. And it looks like after one game, it's going to go a certain way. After two games – the series could go another way. That's the beauty of these seven-game playoff series in the NBA. But it looked like, Brian, that the Celtics had figured out how to stop the Bucks. How impressed are you that the Bucks have been able to then counter with those adjustments off a Celtics team that with, with uh, Brad Stevens is known for adjustments? Sure. I think the, the Bucks did a really good job of uh, simplifying their, their offensive playbook. And I think the biggest thing is, like, I don't know who communicated with Giannis, about passing earlier. Like, you guys have seen LeBron over the years. Like, what makes LeBron great is, obviously, he's a physical specimen, but so is Giannis. He can turn the corner, finish at the rim, and so can Giannis. What makes LeBron great is his ability to pass, and he passes right when the guy starts to shift towards him. He doesn't wait till the guy comes and then makes the pass. Once you make that one uh, hesitation to come in and help on the drive, boom, that ball gets uh, flung out to a three-point shooter, which that guy is now wide open. Giannis in the first game was waiting till the last minute, getting into his Euro step, like driving it against two. And then at the last minute, as he went to pass, the Celtics would start to to, to build out and be uh, on the three-point line when the guy caught the ball. Now Giannis is giving the ball up, and then the Bucks are moving it, going from a good shot to a great shot. So I think their staff, the Bucks staff deserve credit. The players deserve a lot of credit. Because that small adjustment has had the Celtics on their heels. Now, it's not the entire game. It's the 6 minute and 52 seconds when they went 28-2. It's the 5 minutes and 42 seconds when they went 21-6. And those two runs right there 
have allowed the Bucks to now have a 2-1 lead. The Bucks, yeah, with a 2-1 lead, if they win tonight, okay, and they go up 3-1, does that deflate the team on the short end? Sure. I think at that point it would be over, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, a lot of stuff could happen in the NBA, but uh, being down 3-1, losing three games in a row, and then going back to Milwaukee. So, much obviously, much bigger night for the Celtics tonight. But once again, it's not like they're getting beat wire to wire here. They're having lulls, offensive and defensive lulls. And it's great to see because the NBA um, has, has – and I, I think the officials – have made it so it's we're going to be consistent. The Bucks during that run are driving the ball. The Celtics during that run are shooting the jumper. The team that puts their head down and drives is going to be the team that's rewarded. So I give the Bucks a lot of credit. They are who they are, and the reason why they won 60 games is because of that reason, because they put their head down, because they drive hard to the basket. And if that's, that you want to improve your chances of getting free throws, that's how you do it. You go hard to the basket, and and Giannis is a guy who is not an easy guy to guard, and maybe in game one he forced it a little bit, but when he has that good balance, he's going to end up on the free throw line, and it's going to be an advantage for the Bucks. Talking with longtime NBA player, now Radio.com sports insider Brian Scalabrini here on Chuck and Winkler on the fan. I just got a tweet from one of our listeners, uh, Matt, who tweeted me the officials that are officiating the game tonight. And, you know, there's that referee account where they show you every official now, and then we try to track who calls what. When you're a player, how much, if at all, does your game and strategy and mindset change based on who's officiating? Because we hear all these stories about, well, Ken Maurer hates this team, and this guy, you know, Tony Brothers hates this team. How much as a player do you try to either block out or actually take advantage from the guys that are blowing the whistle that night? Well, there's a few... So when I played, it was the uh, Joey Crawfords, the Steve Jabbies of the world, even Monty McCutcheon, you know, back in the day, you, you had this, guys, don't even argue calls because you're not going to win that battle. But as far as, like, creating a strategy based on who's officiating, I don't know if anybody could do that. I've never heard of anything like that. But, you know, like, so I've been out now for seven years, maybe with the analytics and the computers in play. Yeah, now, you never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could figure that stuff out, but we never talked about it. The only thing we've ever talked about is, you know, don't give this guy a certain look. Don't give him a reason to give you a technical because we know that he'll give you a technical in a second. And from a player standpoint, we actually kind of respect that. Most guys, like we respect the Joey Crawfords of the world because it, at the end of the day, it might start out about calling some fouls to control a game or a ticky-tacky here, a ticky-tacky there. Those games always end up being about the game, about the play, not necessarily about the officials, which we're hearing a lot more of that chatter this year. But from the NBA that I've been watching, it seems like the officials are very consistent. Now, do they miss calls? Yeah, it happens. But are they consistent with their call? They have been consistent. This is the biggest, I guess, the closest gap I've seen from the regular season to the playoffs where they have done their job, they're calling it the way that they see it, and they're not – making adjustments just because it's the playoffs. Can you work officials? Can officials be swayed? Anybody? Yeah, I think to a, to a certain extent because yeah. it's, just, it's human nature, right? Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're watching for something and you remind a guy, hey, hey, watch, he's sliding underneath it on, on the shot, or, hey, they're, they're putting their hands on him on the drive. If you just put that into officials' head and then it happens the next time, 
you're more than likely going to get that call. That's, but if, if you think that you can sway an official from, you know, like giving you just some random call, I think it's their job as coaches to continue to emphasize the things that they want to emphasize. And you can't emphasize too many things. You got to pick a few things. I'm sure today it's going to be for like Brad Stevens is going to work the officials and say, Hey, watch Giannis when he's driving into the lane. Uh, our guys are pulling their hands back. We're not fouling him. And I'm sure Budenholzer is going to say things like, Hey, when Eric Blitzel is getting downhill, they're not scared. They're not squared up and he's drawing contact. Those are fouls. So everyone is, sort of working officials, whatever they're emphasizing. Talking with Brian Scalabrini, Radio.com Sports Insider. Let's say the Warriors get through the West. Which of these teams out East, maybe there's a couple of them, do you think could actually take them down in the finals? I would say, as, as well as the Celtics have guarded the Warriors, I would say it's the Bucks. Now, I'm not sure the Bucks are going to get out. Of the, I'm not sure they're going to get out of the East. They yeah, might. even if it's and the if they, Raptors or the Sixers, yeah, no, if I they could. They have the best chance. I think, so you think about what the Raptors are doing right now. It's like a heavy dose of Kawhi Leonard. If you think about, um, like, Philadelphia, they, the one thing that they can do is they can post a lot of different guys so they can control pace. But to me, the Bucks and their ball flying around, driving and kicking, and Lopez – knocking down threes, like the spreading the floor out would give the Warriors the most uh, trouble. But that's, but that's like what I think. I think, uh, I think Philly, a lot of people would feel like to beat the Warriors, you have to be able to control the tempo. Well, of the four teams in the East, Philadelphia does the best job of controlling the tempo. I would say of the four teams in the East, the Celtics do the best job defensively against the Warriors. Now, can they score enough? I'm not sure. They're two very similar. So when you have two teams that are similar playing style, the one that has the most talent is usually going to win. So you could make an argument for all the teams. And I would say Toronto has a really good chance, except that uh, Gasol and Serge Ibaka, they're so inconsistent. Same with Kyle Lowry. If they, if they have any type of consistency uh, with, the, with those guys, then it seems like they're the best team in the East. But – so, you know, Kawhi Leonard's the only guy that's consistent on their team. So when I look at all the teams in the East, the Bucks are the team, and their playing style is the team that's more most likely to give the Warriors uh, a hard time. Brian, we appreciate the insight. Thanks for a few minutes. We know you're busy, and we'll talk to you down the line. You got it. We'll talk later. Thanks. Brian Scalabrini, Radio.com Sports Insider, joining us here on Chuck and Winkler. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.